Nick. G'day, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm very well. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Divine, where Nick and I explore where web development and design overlap. My name's Tom. I'm a graphic designer. And as always, joined by... Me. Uh, my name is Nick, and I run a digital agency out of Melbourne. Uh, and here we go. So today is part two of a day in a life of a potato. And last episode, we did myself, and so today we are doing a day in the life of Tom. So, uh, do you just want to take it away, Tomo? Yeah, and I mean, feel free to jump in with questions. Um, yeah. I guess it's interesting to have conversations with um, people considering going out on their own. And, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's a, there's a perception of what it's like, you know, working for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it must be amazing, you know, you just get to spend all your time doing design projects and <laughs> yeah. sitting on the beach. And, um, uh, yeah, I guess, so I guess um, I might talk about like what a, an average work day can look like, but in saying that, talking about the fact that there isn't really an average work yeah. day, it's yeah, so varied. Do you want to um, maybe just give a bit of context as to sort of like where you are in your business or maybe how long you've been doing it for as a sort of like a measure of how relevant yeah. it would be to other people maybe? Yeah, and it's probably also good to not assume that someone's listened to any other episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been working for myself as a graphic designer for the past six years. Um, mm-hmm. And it started as a hobby, um, taking on projects after hours for work and eventually yep, yep. Tra- transitioned into doing it full-time started kind of working in the library um, the -hmm. state library in the city um, working on kind of logo projects and then eventually moved into a co-working space which would have been around the time that I met you okay yep Um, so what's that like two or three years ago yeah I'd probably be saying three or four at this point I think yeah, maybe, maybe COVID's four. COVID's taken out a year, so just add that on top. <laughs> yeah, actually, it probably is about four years. That would yeah. make more sense. Um, and then through working there, kind of, you know, continued to level up my business and um, yeah, yeah, refine my craft. And yeah, I mean, I think working in a co-working space was a big um, turning point. Right. Uh, being able to learn from other people in similar industries and also uh, connect with people who needed help with graphic design, I guess, um, had the budget to kind of pay for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay. So, um, then what could an average day look like? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about today because like I'm actually in Melbourne for the day. Cool. Um, because there are other days, you know, I was just telling you before we started recording on the, on the V line to Warnable, which is like three and a half hours away. Um, working on the laptop on that journey um, but today I'm in a shared workspace that um, I just moved back into um, this is actually with, with um, Cody yeah. oh yeah cool yeah um, so it's just with a, a few other graphic designers um, on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy in Melbourne um, so I rolled in at about what, 9 o'clock and do you, do you find yourself... Do you think you're a morning person or are you a night person? Oh, I don't know now. I reckon I'm just... 
just a, a four-hour person, you know, <laughs> whenever that happens to happen. Yeah, nice, nice. I think that's also something that I've noticed the more time I've spent, you know, working on this design business, mm-hmm. the less time I'm in the studio. Yeah, um, yeah. Increasingly, I feel like, you know, not always, but four hours is often a great amount of time for a work day. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's a really focused work. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I rolled in at about nine this morning and um, said good day to the other designers, talked, spoke about some projects that we've got going on. We're working together on a lot of projects cool. at the moment. So awesome. Just, just kind of touching base on dates in the calendar and lining up workshops. And, just a um, bit of a morning whippy. Yeah, exactly. And um, then I just kind of updated my Trello, uh, which I use for like project management. Um, yeah, boy. Yeah, which came from meeting Nick actually before that I was more pen and paper. Life in disarray. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so just updated some projects and put some new things in, things that have to kind of happen today. Uh-huh. Put put them in my to do column or in progress, um, and yeah. Then at about what eleven, I had a workshop with a client just um, cool. brand attributes. We're just like updating their branding, um, but it's like they've got a, a pretty massive audience around the globe, so we just have to be careful that we don't. Um, make moves that are going to really upset this existing audience. Yeah, okay. Try not to alienate um, existing. Yeah, and what, what that means is just making tweaks that are objectively, you know, better. Right, um, right. Which can come from typography and, you know, mm. just just more considered colours. But I guess it's a dangerous path to go down to say any design move is objectively better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a subjective galaxy. I like the idea, though, of you sitting in the meeting with your client just being like, that is wrong. I will yeah. fix. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Tough. Tough doesn't lie. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, was that workshop uh, via Zoom, I assume? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. W- would you be normally doing that, like, be- pre-COVID or? Uh, Pre-COVID, face-to-face, although, like, I had some clients interstate and mm-hmm. just we, we had to do it remotely. To, mm-hmm. to be honest, I think... Sometimes it's even better to do it via Zoom when you've uh-huh. got someone else that can update the document on a separate device. Right, right. Yep. So you've got it like in presentation mode, mm-hmm. full screen, and as you know, the people in the meeting are contributing ideas, they see the document updated yeah, in front okay, of them. Cool. So you sort of just facilitate, and somebody else is there, sort of updating the document. Yeah, doc. yeah. So I had some really good experiences with Cody doing that. Um, yeah, okay, cool. During lockdown, because you know, in Figma, it's all like real time, so we're on mm, the same mm. document. And then it comes to the end of the meeting and you just shoot it over. You know, there's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no editing or. Um, yeah, that's it's, sick. It's the same presentation, because, uh, you know, initially, I don't know, that's what I was doing. <laughs> take, take, taking notes on a whiteboard, you know, and that's, yeah. that's, yeah, cool whiteboard, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to. Take a photo and then you, and then you take the a photo wall. of it with your phone, and you can't see the green because, like, it's in a reflection. And yeah, and it takes ages to write things down by hand, or like you've got yeah, messy yeah. handwriting, yeah. or miss like a detail. But it's like on Zoom, you can record it, mm-hmm. 
and you've got it as a record. And I noticed that with one client going back through, they were really emphasizing something that wasn't captured in the presentation. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know about the old whiteboard session. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I, I think that the tactility of it, like, can yeah, yeah. make people more comfortable but mm-hmm. or feel more creative. I'm sure there's some science behind it. Um, but, yeah, I think Zoom's a great format for, I guess, the times we live in now. Yeah, cool. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the rest of the day I actually might be doing some design work. Okay. Which is, which is wild. Yeah, so it's funny you say that. So I imagine lots of people kind of assume that, you know, running your own business as a designer, you do heaps of design work and that's sort of all you do. But you're sort of indicating that when you're doing design work is actually not much of the time. So what sort of yeah. what sort of percentage would you say that you're sort of on the tools these days doing design work versus whatever else? Mm, I reckon somewhere around 20 to 30% of my time mm. I spend doing design work. But I also think that like... It, it has changed a lot from when I started. Yeah. When I started, I'd just be like, oh, I'm just stoked to have a project. Like, let's yeah. not talk too much about money or anything that might prevent this project from happening. Um, mm. Get paid, like, abysmally and yeah. um, work for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. and I guess... Deliver a solution. Yeah, and the attitude was like, the more I create, the more value I'm adding, which as you sort of grow your business realize that's not necessarily true at all exactly so that's that explains the shift but i think also like to quote one of my design heroes paula share you know you need to spend a lot more time thinking yeah yeah a lot less time designing because it's in the thinking that you identify sometimes that design isn't worth pursuing at all yeah yeah or it's a different product that should be launched in a particular market Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so today I actually get to do design stuff, which is sick. But then That's again, fun. I'm actually thinking about it. It's like, right, I've got to get some invoices out. Mm-hmm. Need to, you know, get get a couple of contracts out. Um, so yeah, again, it'll probably just be like two hours of design today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's fun too. Yeah, nice. So, what would you say the um pros of working for yourself are then yeah I mean I think and it wasn't this way to begin with either um, but now the pros of flexibility yeah um, you know to be able to set, set whatever hours um, you know to, to, to be able to just do really fun things you know like to be able to play in a band that's in a regional town that's three and a half hours away to be able to say like yeah I can do that yeah um, is awesome you know to be able to have music outside of design um, I'd, I wouldn't be able to really manage those projects if I didn't have this kind of flexibility I think if I had to show up nine to five and be on the books yeah you know, you know the time that I've spent working for an agency it was just really like I couldn't I'd feel really bad opening any kind of email that wasn't related Mm-hmm. to their work um, how long so, um, sorry how long since like starting working for yourself did you find that you had that flexibility because I feel like definitely at the start um, or at least for me it was definitely I was working crazy amounts of hours trying to keep mm-hmm. up and to you know put food well maybe not put food on the table but at least make a decent wage um, yeah. 
and then you know as like you say as you level up that sort of that shifts quite a bit yeah um, and it, it was it was there, it's worth drawing attention to it because it was brutal for quite a long time yeah um, to be honest i'd say i'd say it took five years mm-hmm. before i could be like actually like i'm just gonna design a much better week yeah like, yeah works, like consciously designing yeah yeah, so honestly, I think it's only been in the last year mm-hmm. um, that I've been in a position to set those kinds of boundaries, command yeah, awesome. those kinds of fees, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of the key benefits of working for yourself takes a pretty long time to be able to realize, but once it yeah. happens, it's so sick. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, what would you say the opposite what were some of the cons do you think that you find yourself either at the start uh, and now as well yeah I mean I think there's no safety net you know so yeah um, you can run out of money and shit gets really scary mm-hmm. um, and also like I think to begin with the naturally is a lull between projects because it takes quite a while to build up yeah for sure I guess the skill set a creative process that's repeatable and a client base that's varied enough to, you know, to have a few spinning plates or like a few revenue streams that you can Mm -hmm. um, rely on. Um, So, yeah, I mean, a massive con of working for yourself is having to deal with that financial pressure or that stress. Yeah, definitely. And just such like, especially like you said at the start, just such an irregularity of projects when they're going to come in. Sometimes you have three at once, sometimes you wait a month for anything. Mm, it's such an unknown. Yeah, and like no runway. You know, it's like, well, my totally. bills are going to come in in a month and um, yeah. if I don't get a project, I'm going to have to, you know, work in hospitality or like, you know, start dealing drugs or whatever. Yeah, totally. Not, not dealing drugs. <laughs> That was a, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good ass. Um, but yeah, so that's a con. Um, maybe all of the admin that comes in, or comes comes with working for yourself. No, yeah, no. so you end up, I mean, like you said, you know, if, you, if you're doing design 20 to 30% of the time, I guess it depends, right? If, you, if you're starting out and you love design work and that's what you want to do and you just want to create designs from a brief, for instance, then probably working for yourself might not be the way to go, right? It's, it's more the, the doing that design work and running a design business is such different things. Totally. Um, and yeah, some no, of it sucks, not- but some of it's awesome as well. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, it's not for everyone. And it's, if, yeah. if you're kind of at that crossroads wondering whether to go down the path of running your own, mm-hmm. working for yourself, pursuing that, um, it is worth asking, like, do, would I enjoy some of these administrative tasks? Yeah. Um, and if it's no to, like, all of them, particularly, like, project management, I think it mm-hmm. might be worth reevaluating whether it's worth pursuing and whether... You know, working for a studio or in-house where it's mainly getting the projects already um, sorted out, kind of put on your desk. Yeah. Whether that that's a better option. Because um, yeah, I actually I, I quite enjoy the project management aspect, and like mm-hmm. I don't mind accounting as fucked up as that is. 
<laughs> yeah, and no, I think I think like for like relatively simple businesses like we have, it's like the accounting side isn't all that complex these days, especially with the like the invoicing tools we have. Yeah. Um, it's not all that complex, and if you don't like doing your tax, like get an accountant. It's not that expensive. Yeah, and I mean, and, off and, you go. Yeah. yeah, I think getting an accountant is one of the best things that anyone can do mm-hmm. in those first few years. Because yeah. it's just like, at least in my experience, it was just um, just clarity, you know, or like yeah, yeah, I could make decisions with confidence, like realize, know that like the processes I was following were the right ones. I think before 100%. that, I was like. Am I going to go to prison? Like, <laughs> yeah, legit. It's like, I'm selecting like this GST tax code on this thing. Is this right? Like, I don't know. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely having a bit of um, expertise there is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting you talk about like the other aspects of, um, of being project management and, and agree. Like, I, I enjoy doing those parts. Probably the thing that I hate the most is the the marketing and the sales side of things. Yeah. Um, or at least the cold sales stuff. Um We've always focused our attention on um, like referrals and, and business that way. Mm. But I think if I had to do more cold marketing, um, I think I'd, I'd really hate that, I think. And I've kind of never done that just purely because I feel uncomfortable with the idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's also like worth talking about the kind of um, maybe the, the life cycle of Oh, it's not the life cycle, but like the the length of time that it takes to from from first encounter with a potential yeah. client to like actually locking in a project. Mm-hmm. I think for for branding stuff, perhaps for some of the the web work that you do, the, 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 particularly the strategic stuff, it's a bit of a longer time frame before someone's kind of ready to commit. You know, yeah. ten, tens of thousands of dollars. And also kind of hand over their firstborn child for you to take care of for like three months. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's kind of what it can be the equivalent of. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest financial investment that they've ever made in their life in something like this. And, and the same can be said for someone putting like three grand down at a point in time for their business. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's, you know something an idea that they've kind of come up with and they're just like trusting in you to um to to guide them through some kind of improvement um so i think with that in mind it's not like a you know here's a facebook ad to buy you know my key cup um where you can measure it on a really kind of short time frame it's like it can be a year or two in my experience, before someone's actually ready to commit to that type of project. Yeah, yeah. Have you found that that, um, that lead time has changed a lot sort of from the start to where you are now? Do you reckon that sort of tracks the same with sort of the average price of projects and as they get more valuable than that lead time, you need more nurturing and more... I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think it, it comes down to like financial commitment, but it can also be like the experience of the client. Mm-hmm. Which you know is is um is increasing as my experience increases, like naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Noticing now, you know, working with people who have it's like the fifth branding project that they've been involved with, and they're just like, yep. yeah, Felix, good, let's go. Totally. And that's totally. Like, okay, so that's another aspect to this too. 
And especially if you're getting that through referrals as well, where that trust factor is sort of already amped up by somebody else, then that process becomes a lot quicker as well. Yeah. Or if you've got a, um, got a, a case study in that industry or a similar um, or a competitor or something, you know, that definitely helps, adds weight to it. Yeah, and I think also, to be honest, like what, what it, the, the pattern that's kind of emerging now is that if a potential client hasn't worked with a graphic designer before, mm-hmm. then, you know, most of the time um, the fees that I charge are out yeah. of their budget and yeah. they're better suited to having an experience with a designer, uh, perhaps someone, a designer that's starting out that commands a lower fee. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in five years' time, we'd be a great fit yeah. after they've had those experiences. So, yeah, I guess that's another aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. So, if you, um, if you sort of had your time again, for lack of a better phrase, um, would you go out and work for yourself and start that process again? Or would you maybe work in agencies longer or would you have a different career path altogether? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, it really presented itself last year. There was kind of a full-time role that a friend of mine suggested that I apply for. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounded really cool. You know, I was like um, kind of creating a team for a digital experience design kind of uh-huh. agency. Um, and I was like, you know what, this is a new experience just applying for a job. I'll just go through the motions and see what it's like. Yeah. And um, by, the, by the end of it, or like going through the process, it kind of just, this theme that's popped up over the last six years presented itself once more, which is like, I can't really, I can't do it. Yeah. I, can, I can only want to work for myself. That's the yeah. thing that yeah. I, I get out of bed for. The idea of like rolling into it another studio nine to five five days yeah. a week to work on projects that I have no real agency over or can't yeah. play a role in yeah. whether I work on them or not um, can't do it so yeah I mean of course there are a lot of challenges along the way but I think that's kind of what it takes it just takes pushing through and learning um in order to be in a position where you know we can have this flexibility five years down the yeah, down the yeah. track, I, I'm not I'm not sure how much of it can be hacked. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or how much of it can be like if you had if you did this instead, then yeah, you'd get yeah. there quicker. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, do you have any? Um, I think there was a different for us. There was a definite um, mental shift between um, being a freelancer or being um, like a developer and running a digital agency just that, that I mean everything was the same except for our thinking around that and as soon as that changed that was a bit of a, a game changer it became mm-hmm. more let's focus on the business um, and imagine where we're going to be in a year or two years versus let's just get the next project over the line sort of thing Yeah. Um, and part of that was moving into a um, moving out of like working from home instead of working from home working from a co-working space that while yes that was great because there was lots of contacts there and we got to work um, alongside lots of other people it also just really helped with that like mental attitude change as well 
um, yeah. just really reframed reframed it all. Um, so that was, I think that was a big step for us for sure. But I agree, like for every one thing you could hack and learn quicker or better or whatever it is, there's still so much other stuff to learn and experiences to have along the way that, like you said, I'm not sure you could really fast track it too much. Um, yeah, and I guess as time goes on, I've also realized like how nuanced things are. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. never price hourly. It's like, yeah, but then there are cases where you should. You yeah, know? for sure. 100%. Um, I was like just about to say, like, I think quoting is definitely the most nuanced for me. And like, sometimes you'll get, or you speak to a client and you'll be like, okay, there's no way I'm going to do this project. And I can see this happening down the track, XYZ, blah, blah, blah. I know this is all going to happen. But I don't want it. Even after having like a one minute conversation on the phone with them and stuff like that like you just have to learn through experience and doing it a lot to get better and better at it um, obviously you can you can read a lot and do a lot of it um, but I think yeah the, the real those bits really um, you know it is just experience unfortunately I think yeah and even being able to detect like a pyramid scheme from a LinkedIn message faster <laughs> it's like no I'm not going to jump on the phone because <laughs> I value my time totally yeah 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 um but again, that's like I, I, I had a message exchange last week and that lasted 30 seconds, but it easily could have lasted four hours or more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think those kinds of experiences come from, or those kinds of responses come from the early days of having a lead, being really excited, spending yeah. all this time kind of pitching an idea before any kind of money's been discussed or fit has been ascertained. Yeah, yeah. And then getting burnt, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then saying, I don't like those directions and um, I'm not paying you. <laughs> cool. Um, one final thing to wrap up, I think, is do you see or do you want to see a change in what your business is like now or do you, do you want to change thing in the next five to one to five years? Like, what do you see going forwards? Yeah, I think like definitely what I want to continue to focus on is collaborating with other people. Right. I think um, that was a big other thing. Other designers, come. sorry, you mean? Well, designers, yeah, writers, photographers, developers. Yeah, okay. Just the more people and the more variety mm-hmm. in the, the kind of backgrounds of these people, the better. Um, yeah. Because it's just like the projects are so much better. You learn so yeah. much from each other. Um, so whether that fully formalizes into a studio kind of setup mm-hmm. um, or whether it just continues to be, you know, project-based, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. too sure. Yeah, um, okay. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say looking ahead, that would kind of be what I want to continue to um, cool. focus on. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I reckon that's um, that's another episode of Divine. Thanks, um, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> See ya.